You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. We're five practices through fall camp. Been been some news coming forth about that. Our very own B. Will was able to join the, I guess, part of the media session for the window. I believe it was, what, 20, 25 minutes, B? 25, 30 minutes, yeah. 25, 30 minutes, you was able to observe some of the practice. This Was this your first time observing Auburn's practice? Just as, obviously, as media, but have you been able to sit in on a practice before? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. I, I never have. I never go to the open fan sessions that they've had in the past. This was my first time seeing those guys that close up. And all these dudes are freaks. The The worst player on the team, whoever that might be, is worse. Or the least used, they, he's a freak. They're all freaks, man. You see him in pads. You see him on the field. And they're kind of scaled, right? The same way, like, Steph Curry looks small on the basketball court. But if you ever seen Steph Curry, he's like 6'3". It's like, man, you're tall. All these dudes look like freaks. All of them. It's, it's unreal. I don't know why humans that big can move that fast. It's not natural. It's not natural. It's weird. Indeed. Indeed. What 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 did you observe during your window of time, man, watching this football team? Well, they were in uh, in doing position group drills uh, during practice. And so the defense was on one side of the practice field. Offense was on the other side. I stayed down there with the offense because I'm a little less concerned about the defense uh, based on what we know going into camp. And um, uh, the reports for that day were, as I saw reported, other places were accurate. But I got to say, man, it's it's way too much to make to let a 25 minute window influence what you think about the quarterback race or what you think about what the two deep is going to be or what we think about uh, who's definitely going to break out. It's 2025 minutes. It's 2025 minutes. Now, it was great for me to be like, why is this dude so big? You know what? Corey Moore is like, he's like running back big. Like, why is this guy? Why are you a wide receiver? Hmm. These guys are huge, man. Like, I, I know it was strength and conditioning on another level um, since Harson has gotten there. And I don't know, because I've never been that close up, I don't know what the what the, our players looked like three years ago. I don't know. Now, they all look jacked. They all look Un, like unreal athletes. So that was, that was again, it's like, well, y'all are big. Aside from that, uh, I was watching the wide receivers pretty closely, and Camden Brown really is as advertised. Like, he looks, he looks the way, when I was working on campus, I actually got to pass by 
the Sammy Coates a few times. He he like it it really, really, really reminds me of Sammy Coates. He's just he looks like a grown man catching the ball. Like very strong hands catch, like he's snatching the ball. They call it attacking the ball as a wide receiver. That's how he looked picking up, picking the the passes out of the air. He just looked very intentional, uh, catching the ball. Really impressive, man. Omari Kelly, who we hadn't heard a lot about, but he had a good day the day I was out there. Um, Xavion, who we, again, we don't hear his name too, too much. We've heard improvement, but I was like, I could, based on the 25-minute window I'm seeing, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get reps. Hartson gave him praise yesterday. He gave yeah. Xavion quite yeah. a bit of praise. Yeah, and he did, and so I'm I'm not, I'm never surprised to hear a name here and there in camp because, as a good example, what they've been doing, and I know uh, different media members have been reporting it. They put up on the televisions in the athletic, um, in, in the facility. Here are the players, offense, defense, playmaker of the day, but it's of the day prior. So if you go in there today, it was who stood out yesterday in camp. If you went in there yesterday, it was who stood out Sunday in camp because Monday they headed off. And I can tell you that somebody who looked great um, or who was on that screen for his Sunday practice didn't look great in his Tuesday practice. Um, and, and, it, and it was reported. And, and that's why I'm like, you know what? It really doesn't tell me much to see a 25-minute window and to make evaluations about what a guy is or isn't going to be. They're working through it, man. They, they are working through because, again, they've been able to do strength training. They've been able to work with each other, but contact with coaches coaching you through practice, that hasn't happened before last week because they there's there are these very strict rules that happened when the, the NCAA changed just a few years back where your coaches can't just get a hold of you and say, hey, y'all, come on, let's go to the facility right now. We're going to do this. That's on the players, and it has been on the players, and they've been doing it. They've taken it upon themselves to run those routes, but they haven't been running those routes with their position coaches telling them what to do and how to improve. So all that's happening for the first time. Um, you heard the players talk about it in the media session that I was able to be present there for. Like, that heat is serious. It's a factor. So their first time being out in that heat was, I think, either Friday or Saturday. And they said that they came in Tuesday a lot more prepared. They felt like it, it wore on them the first couple of days. But Tuesday, I mean, Harson talked about it. He didn't see any of any lazing, any quit. He felt like, the effort was there. Even though there were some drop passes by the receivers, some air and throws by the quarterbacks, the effort was there. And I don't expect them to look so polished, This, especially not this early in camp. Now, when it's a week, you know, the game week and they're prepping for Mercer, I wouldn't expect to see as many drops and errant passes and things like that as I saw. At least I hope I don't. Because by that time, a few scrimmages, they actually have a one deep worked out. They got a two deep worked out. So, you know, those groups would be a little more um, a little more coherent. But from what I saw, it's good to see our guys working. Did did I see a world beater? No. But if I did see a world beater in practice, I wouldn't take it seriously yet. It's just it's way too early, man. It's way yeah. too early. They're they're feeling their way through practice. They're feeling their way through um the expectations that the coaches have laid out for them. And it's good to see that the efforts are up, the spirits are up. And that they have their foot on the gas. I, I definitely feel like between Harson talking and the players talking, they know what's at stake. I mean, they hear all the complaints. They know where they were picked in the West. It, there's there's no more of a chip on the shoulder. And Harson actually talked about that in his media session. It doesn't. There's no more chip to have 
Now we just got to go out and, and, and blow some stuff up. Austin says, any sights on J.J. Evans doing work? Did you see J.J. Evans out there, uh, B? I did, because he was the second biggest wide receiver. So <laughs> he was he's hard to miss um, behind Camden Brown. He, I mean, he's he's out there. I can't say that he, you know, flashed more than any of the other guys. The, the ones that stood out the most to me were Xavion and and Camden Brown. But I, I he, he's out there. He's participating, man. I couldn't tell you. I'll say this. Based on what I saw, I don't know how you separate any more than one or two players at the most. Hmm. Just I, I don't see. I couldn't look and say that guy's definitely not playing. I can't. I can't see it. I don't see that. I didn't see that at practice, and I haven't seen that in practice reports since. So, uh, but he's out there. He's working. I know your answer. Your answer may be for this question. It's kind of a loaded question because you already <laughs> alluded to the fact that it's it's early. But Raven Patel, appreciate you hanging out with us. Says, how about our boy Camden Brown? Could his freshman year be a better surprise than Seth Williams' freshman year? I think a lot has to happen with this offense as this coaching staff figures out who they can depend on in the starting lineup as well as the two deep, as well as what this offense is going to do, as well as what the QBs are going to do before we know what Camden Brown is. But from all accounts, he's impressed so far. Obviously, uh, being able to work out with with the the uh, upperclassmen on day two, I believe. So he's been very impressive. B, you just alluded to the fact that he's been very impressive. I'd happen to check out... Zach Blacker, be friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And boy, it's been an epic met- meltdown over there over what's perceived to be. Many people are reporting that TJ Finley's been getting a lot of work with the ones. And some people have even as, have gone as far as to say that in the time that they've watched, he appears to be the most consistent quarterback so far. Need I remind you, this is through... Five practices and the small windows in each practice that you've seen. We have yet to watch a full practice, and there's a scrimmage coming up this Saturday. Do you guys have any any any? And and Ike, you've done a good job of trying to caution people as to the fact that hey, this is going to be a competition. We'll see how this plays out. But what any 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 extra thoughts on this, Ike? No, I mean, listen, it's the first scrimmage is going to tell you a lot there and that's going to be happening this weekend. But I just want people to and I've been saying this since people have been asking this question in spring. If we were to play a game right like everybody, if we were to play a game this weekend, who do you think is going to be the starter? The answer to that question has not changed for me for like six or seven months. And there's been nothing that's developed thus far that changes the answer to that question. It's still TJ Finley right now. Not because, and again, I said this last time this was asked me, it's not because I feel like TJ Finley is the best quarterback in that room. I think that there are, and this is no disrespect to TJ. I think there are quarterbacks that have higher ceilings than TJ. I just think that relative ceiling to floor, he has been most consistent in his space and he has the most experience in this system. So, and and I just don't see a reason to push a panic button for Mercer. Like, why why do we need to have somebody else start for Mercer other than TJ? Now, if someone clearly separates themselves in these scrimmages, that answer can change. But as of today, that's the answer. And people can be upset about it. 
people can proclaim that we're only going to win X amount. Of, if TJ's the starter, guaranteed this amount. Of, I, I just, I just don't know how you say that without having seen what progress TJ has or has not made. You're just making the assumption he makes no progress at all, or he can't possibly make enough progress for us to win more than four games. I just don't know if that's true. So, um, but again, the answer to that today on August 10th is, is irrelevant. The game's not getting played this weekend. So there's a lot that can change between now and then we've talked to players, specifically quarterback who have been in the position where they were not the number one, but by the time the first game happened, they were. So much has to happen in this camp before we suit up and they even announce who's going to be the starter for week one. Even if they release a depth chart before then, that could change before week one. So I just want people to understand that if the coach makes that decision, that was the best option he had at the time. And he, in no one's opinion, is tied to that decision after they make the first snap. He could go out there in, in Mercer and stink it up in the first game. And he's like, you know what? I've seen enough. You had your shot. Let's get somebody else in there. And the, yeah. season's, and the season isn't over. How about that? You don't lose the entire season on the first snap of offense against Mercer. So regardless of who go, trots out there first, the season isn't done. If he plays well, he keeps playing. If he doesn't, somebody else steps in. And I'm as confident as I've ever been that if we decide to go to number two, number two can go out there and do the thing. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. I'm not saying that media viewing sessions are pointless, but, you know, you're seeing what they want you to see. They don't pick those time slots on accident, right? Like, that's very purposeful. They are very careful about the things that they do while the media is out there, right? They give you just enough to go back and write about. If if you've never seen a practice before, you know, it's your chance to, to see how guys have developed physically. But you're not learning a whole lot from a media viewing session the first week of fall camp. You're just not. Uh, so in terms of the reps, you know, um, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't get is all three quarterbacks that potentially could start at some point this year. We're going to take reps with the ones in fall camp mm-hmm. always. Right. The vets go out there first. It's like that. I mean, Tuberville used to split. Uh, he had like rookie practices. They're still doing a version of that where. You know, when Ben Obamanu and all those guys came in, they had their own, like, first two days was just freshmen mm-hmm. with, like, maybe some sophomores out there, right? And uh, Robbie went out there, but you have to have some quarterbacks out there with them that are competent so that they can actually do things during those practices. But it just didn't mean a whole lot. You know, you have your veterans go out with the first team first. That's it. Chris Todd told us he took reps with the threes all fall camp, and then they called him in and told him he won the starting job. Yeah, All these coaches do this differently. Um, there's no point in getting bent out of shape about anything that we see. Uh, you know, I don't have a ton to say about this other than I'm with Ike. 
Like, you, you know, you're not going to lose the season on the first snap of Mercer. So what I do feel confident about is, is, is that if it is not going well, well, my hope is, I'm not going to say I feel confident. My hope is, is, is that dissimilar from the last staff, the sky doesn't have to fall before you'll make a change. Right. Right. You can learn from, you can learn about these players in a win. You can go out there, win a game and still be ineffective. And then, Look at the tape and say, hey, uh, we need to make some changes here so that we can be more effective offensively. Um, you know, you're trying, you're, you're, this is about determining where guys fit in the pecking order of that change that may potentially come during the season. They have, I think that uh, Robbie has just as good a shot as any based on his ability. Now, you know, he's got some experience things that may. You know, the other guys do have on him, certainly. But ultimately, I don't think anybody, include the coaches, care who's the most experienced. They, they care who's going to go out there and play the best. Right. It's always about who's going to give you the best chance to win. So you've got to uh, prove to the coaches that you're that guy. As quarterback, man, you can only send one out there at a time. So I, I like where we're at at quarterback. I think there are things to like about all three quarterbacks. The only people in a tizzy right now seem to be the people who just absolutely don't want T.J. Finley to start. Correct. Those are the only people in the tizzy right now. And if he wins it, he wins it. And you know, I, if that, he, that's he's my either, whole thing. If he actually wins it and you thought Zach Calzada was a good quarterback or Robbie Ashford was a good quarterback – but TJ wins it fairly and they don't just hand it to him, then where's the problem? Or, or, or check this out. Or it doesn't mean if he's either going to prove why that was a good or bad decision. Right. People, people and may have judge- time to pivot off of it. Right. The other statement that I just kind of want to shoot down is, is just because he wins it doesn't mean that the guys behind him right. are less than correct right. either. That doesn't or mean that, that at all. Or that Harson is incompetent. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, I mean, I, I think that's why I question because a lot of people thought I was caping for TJ last year. And I'm just like, well, I'm looking at the quarterback we got out there. And I'm just thinking, is it really possible that we don't have anybody better? Yeah. Is it really possible? Can we just give it a shot so we can know for sure? Right. Rather than just dying on this hill. And you know what? I, I want to say, Mike, you, you were hesitant to say I'm confident that if if TJ, whoever the first guy is, doesn't do it, then the next guy definitely will, or that the coach will pull him. I am confident that the coach will pull whoever is underperforming because we've talked about it all offseason. Somebody didn't want this man to keep his job. Now, he hunkered down, and he, and he put his foot down, and he had the team stand with him. But this year is still critical. He doesn't have any reason to play favorites. He has to win games. He has to prove it for for his job, for the confidence in him to continue to build among the fan base and the donors. He has to win it so that the recruits he's trying to bring in say, so that's what you want this offense to look like. There is no reason for Brian Harson to play favorites at the detriment of the team's performance. None. I have no doubt that he will pull a guy who is underperforming. The only real complicated thing about this is Whoever you choose definitely has an advantage. Whoever you choose to start the season has an advantage because you have to lose. You have to underperform in some way in order for the next guy to get a shot. 
if you can be high floor, low ceiling in your position and don't shoot shoot us in the foot, you can keep your job. I don't yeah, necessarily see, I don't, know I don't if that's one hundred percent true. Like yeah, I, I, I think, I, I mean, true. I think you've got a. To your your th- theory behind that is that it's got to be disastrous to move on, and I don't think it has to be a disaster. I don't think it has to be disastrous. Well, I'm saying you said high flow, high floor, low ceiling. It depends on where you're measuring your floor, right? Like if mm-hmm. your floor is just, uh, well, he didn't turn the ball over, and uh, you know he took you know, like game manager floor, then I think that that's acceptable. But if it's, right. we know what the capabilities of this offense are, and we're not humming at that. It's like like your, your, your car, right? It's still driving, but you know it ain't driving right. Like, right. I know how right. this car is supposed to perform, and it's not doing that. Do I go in and get maintenance now, or do I just keep driving it because it's still drivable? And my question is, does it have to break down on us before we go and get maintenance? And that's what Mike is saying. Is like, I know it's not driving to high performance. Let me put a new driver in here. Maybe it's the the guy driving it right now. Right, right. When yeah, the oil yeah. when the oil light comes on, change the damn oil. If you wait, we all know what happens. And, right. and the beauty when, of when you it, drive a car after the oil light comes on. And the beauty <laughs> of it is, you have the month of September to deal with all that stuff in your car. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and, like, and I'm I, I would understand the panic if this was you know 2019 and Oregon was game one, or if it was right. Washington game one. It's right. Mercer. Yeah. So yeah. this doesn't have to get sorted out right. It definitely doesn't have to get sorted out week no, game. Excuse me, practice five of fall camp. Well, you've got two guys in your quarterback room that you have real game tape on. Right. And I'm just I'm just saying I don't think that you're making until we see it in game. You're not making too many judgments from what you see in practice to say something is for sure fire or a problem until we've seen it in game. Right. right. We, we've seen what Zach Calzada can do in a game. Right. You know, there were a couple games, you know, uh, TJ's freshman year where like, he was looking like the next coming. It didn't come together for him uh, the way I think. But, you know, they had a lot of dysfunction at LSU. So, like, you know, this is, right. I think, his shot to show that that was the exception and not the rule. And then you've got Robbie coming in. I, I don't think I don't think you it could be just that you have great competition and it's close, and you're trying to make the best decision about which guy to go with. Like, when you have actual competition going, you know, the guy that you pick, he may not be the best guy, but it doesn't mean he didn't earn it. Right. 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 No, it's right. just hard. It's hard to evaluate until you put a guy in front of those 90,000 people it under is. the lights. And, and that's who it's, it's hard to determine, is your defense playing really well, or is your offense slash quarterback playing poorly? Correct. Right. And right. Camp. That, right. If, er, right. if this defense is as good as everyone thinks it is, and I don't have any reason to believe that it's not, it's going to be hard to play well against that defense. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this. this is the, that's the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous about TJ. Right. Because nobody gets no quarterback gets hit in camp. Nobody, right. No quarterback Correct. gets hit ever in practice. Yeah. You, you're yeah. no quarterback. You sure. never get hit in practice. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I saw. And this isn't, again, me caping for Calzada. I'm just saying what was on tape. I saw Calzada stand in and deliver dimes under right. the most pressure in if, the if, SEC If you don't believe what Mike's saying, there's a, um, you know, a, a watch yeah. the film session I did. We have a watch the film. We have yeah. a watch the film of his of him standing in there and sacrificing his knees and shoulders to deliver yeah. a good football under pressure. Yeah. Their line was absolute was the worst in the SEC in pass protection. Right, Bama right. was right in front of them. 
We saw what it was like for those QBs. So I'm just saying, like, again, and it doesn't mean that TJ hasn't improved at all, but he, you know, he, I think his challenge will be getting the ball out, going through his reads, getting the ball out quickly, and making good reads faster because Zach Calzada, I think he's a little underrated in terms of athleticism. Again, he, if you don't believe what he's saying, watch yeah, the film. Yeah, he can move. He can definitely move. You know, we Robbie is a problem. <laughs> When right. he gets going, so we know right. he can move, right? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, Robbie, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, you know, chasing Robbie is like chasing your hopes and dreams, man. Like, just <laughs> well, when I you hope think, I catch him. What are you talking yeah, about? Just, just when you think you're getting close, right? <laughs> it gets further away. No, uh, I, don't, I don't receive that. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I want this to catch my hopes and dreams. What are we doing here? I don't know, right? <laughs> Mike's projecting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Real quick, guys, before we get to the break, what needs to happen outside of people not getting injured in in uh, in the upcoming scrimmage? What are some things that that we would like to see occur in the scrimmage that let us walk away with saying, "Hey, this coaching staff, this team is taking a step toward preparing itself for week one." Yeah, I think consistency is just it, right? Demonstrate okay. an understanding of offensive concepts. Go out there and execute the the plays the way the coaches are envisioning it right that's another thing that people don't want to hear but it gives tj an edge he's been in the system i've heard it from staff i've heard it from other players he understands exactly what they want him to do right that is and that matters that's a huge thing for harson right is having a guy out there that understands exactly what i want you to do when you go out there right so that can't be understated um you know the other guys are trying to demonstrate that same thing that they also understand and can go out there and execute. But this offense is going to look different based on who's in there because they don't all have the same skill sets. So what they've done is they've developed multiple offensive contingencies based on what these quarterbacks are good at. Right. So the time that they spend with the players during the season, during the summer, it's not nothing. They get two hours a week on the field with players. And they can go through things and they can coach them. But it doesn't matter, man. Everything they do in the athletic department is on tape. Right. They're coaching them. Trust me. Everything they do in that indoor facility is be, or on the field is being filmed so that somebody can sit down with tape and evaluate what's going on. And, and you, know, um, you know, I'm sure whatever they're doing is within the rules. But, you know, ultimately, um, it's, it's they have a good idea of where everybody's at. I just think. Fans should just get right, prepare yourself for whatever. I wouldn't need, listen, man, I mean, I think it's a long shot, but if for some reason in two weeks they were like, Robbie Ashford is going to be our starting quarterback, I would not be completely shocked. Yeah, at this point, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked. I would be completely shocked. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just, I mean, based on what Chris Todd told us, and and, you know, we talk about him a lot, but I really like Chris. I thought his insights from Texas A&M to Auburn were really telling about Texas Oh, Texas Tech, I'm sorry. He won a quarterback race, and he lost one. Mm-hmm. And he told us both sides of that coin, man. And when he, he didn't even think that he won, he went out there, and all he could do was go out there and control the things that he could control. It didn't matter that they put him with the third team. It didn't matter. All he could do is go out there and throw to the guys who they told him to go. He didn't get down on himself. He did the best. And Chizik called him in and said, you're going to be a starting quarterback at Auburn University. Chris was funny. He said, Mike, Ike. They called me in third, and I figured if I won the job, they call me in first or last. But who calls the starter in third? Like, I just figured they're about, they're about to tell me my dreams are never going to come true. And he won it. 
And he yeah. beat those other guys out in the room. So you can make, he made up time. He missed all of the spring. Yeah. And somehow find a way to demonstrate um, to the coaches. And I think that's the challenge if you're, you're Robbie Ashford or even Zach Calzada, right? If you're Robbie, it's because you're coming in from another school. For Zach, it's that and you missed a lot of the spring. Right. Because of your injury. You come in and you're trying to demonstrate in a short amount of time that you give Auburn the best chance to win. You demonstrate the best understanding of the system, right? And you can be the leader because being quarterback is more than just about your ability. Yep. Right? It is about making the guys around you better. When the chips get down, what the hell is your quarterback doing? Is he pounding on the sideline? Or is he pulling guys up by the damn bootstrap and saying, let's go, fellas. Forget it. Forget that fumble. Forget that sack. Next play, let's get in there. Let's get it done. Those are the other things that coaches are evaluating during those practices. And they don't mean nothing. They mean something. Right. So it's not all just ability. Sometimes the less talented guy is the better leader. Tim Tebow, like, I listen, people can say what they want to. Tim Tebow was not a great quarterback. He was an amazing amazing leader. Right. And he and had a great fullback running back. That's what I'm saying. He had a lot yeah. of great athletes around him. He was an athletic guy, mm-hmm. but not a great quarterback. But he knew how to go out there and get the job done. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. And that's all that that's all you really need to be able to listen, Georgia fans. I know you guys sneak over here and watch us. Your starting quarterback didn't win not the a job. world beater. He didn't win the job, though. He didn't win the job in fall camp. I'm just saying though, he he. He's not a world-beating quarterback. Sure. He's good. Sure. Nobody's saying he's trash. I'm just saying nobody's sitting here saying to themselves, man, if I had my pick of 10 quarterbacks, I'm going to get Stetson Bennett. Right. That's the guy I'm going <laughs> right. to choose. Right, yeah. But he knows what his job is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to do too much. Hand the ball off. Hit your deep shots when they're open. Get the hell out of the pocket when it breaks down. Stetson Bennett makes... Not, makes it's not. It's, it's, it's a simple... Stetson yeah. Bennett makes the team better in not so obvious ways. Right. Right. I asked Kirby Smart at SEC Media Days when I got my chance to ask him a question. I asked him about Stetson. Are you having a real quarterback battle this offseason? Because <laughs> the last dude just won you a title. <laughs> so I'm just interested in how you're managing that process and what about the guys behind him. He gave me coach speak about the guys behind him. But ultimately, ultimately, right, Stetson is the guy. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that's not all about his athletic ability, man. That's about Cause, leadership. Because <laughs> everybody would agree that there are two or three other guys in the QB room at Georgia right now that are better quarterbacks from, like, physical standpoint, arm sure. strength, sure. whatever, stature, than Stetson Bennett. But who knows the playbook best? Who can go out there and execute best when it's time to do it and has proven they can do that a little bit better than everybody else in the league? 